Nedarim daf lametet. The last thing we're discussing was uh, things that the vower is allowed to do for a person who he vowed against. We said he could feed his wife and kids, and according to Hachamim, he's not allowed to feed his animals. According to Rabbi Eliezer, he's allowed to feed an animal that is not kosher. And with that, we're starting Lamed Chet Amud Bet, two lines from the bottom by the Mishnah. And it says, Hamudar Hana of a person vowed not to have any benefit from his friend, and he became sick, Venichnas Lebakero, and his friend came to visit him. Omed. He's allowed to stand next to him. Avaloyish, but not allowed to sit next to him. Umra peore fuat nefesh, and he's allowed, if he's a doctor, he's allowed to heal him. Anything has to do with the body of the person who vowed. Avaloyish fuat mamon. But he's not allowed to heal his assets, meaning he can't heal his animals and things like that. And now we're on Lametet Amud Aleph, and the Gemara asks, Bemayaskinan, what are we talking about over here? If we're talking about where the visitor's assets are asur on the sick person, then then he should be allowed to sit there also. Why why can't he sit? And even though the sick person is enjoying the fact that the person's coming to visit him, but that's not the point. The point is the visitor wants to do a mitzvah. And it's one of those things where, as a result, the the sick person is getting a benefit. And that is sort of mutar. It's not a sur for something like that to happen. It's only a sur when he's actually benefiting him. And if the sick person's things are a sur on the, the visitor, and he can't even come over there and stand. So... What's going on here? So Amash Shmuel, Shmuel gives an answer that We're talking about where the visitors' things are asur on the sick person. We're talking in a place where people come to visit, they, they could stand, but anyone who sits there takes a little bit longer, he gets paid by the family. So there is a benefit when he comes there. Therefore, you're allowed to stand, no sitting. So my Pascal, why is Shmuel saying that? What makes him think we're talking about a place where there's a minhag to stand, that's it, they get paid? What makes you say that? So the Gemara explains, Hakamash Ma'alan is coming to teach me. Even in the place where there's a minhag where the the visitor gets paid, still, He gets paid for the sitting, not if he's standing. That's already too much. And the reason is because... because you know, if you just to do a mitzvah, the Ron explains, all you have to do is just stand there. Why that extra? So you're getting paid for that extra. The Rosh explains that when sitting, it's already taking longer and the person's missing time from work. He's missing his own time and you got to pay him for that time he's missing. Now, you can explain the Mishnah, that he's going to say soon that where he said in the Mishnah coming up that we're worried that he might uh, stand there for a little bit too long. Hachanami, same thing over here. The reason it's a sort of sit is you might come to sit too long. And that's already beyond whatever the Mitzvah Bikur Cholim is. And for that, he gets paid. And if he doesn't get uh, paid, it's considered as if he's letting him uh, benefit from him. So that's uh, Shmuel and the Ibaitima. They hold that the visitor's things are asur on the, the sick person. Here's another explanation. We're talking about where the sick person things are asur on the visitor. He valid can't have any benefit, but not things that are pertaining to life and death. So says, if that's the case, I feel you have Then that's the case. He could also sit. Why only standing? 
So the Gemara simply explains, I have Shabamida because you could just stand. You don't have to sit. And therefore, standing, that's, uh, standing is allowed, sitting is not. Metive. Now we have a problem on Shmuel who said we're talking about a situation where the visitors things are sore on a sick person. It says, Hala hu nichnas levakro. Hala beno shalo bashuk. If the person who vowed against him is, uh, is uh, he himself got sick, then you're allowed to go visit him. If the person's son got sick, you're allowed to ask him in the marketplace, how's your son doing? So now, Bishlama, the Ola, understand according to Ola, the Amar Bishnikse, Hole, Asurin, Alam Vakir, understand according to Ola, who said we're talking about where the sick person's things are, so around the visitor, and he didn't uh, vow that he's uh, anything pertaining to, to, to life and death, he didn't vow against that. Okay, Shapir, now understand the Brayta. Well, we could say that we're talking about a situation where the sick person vowed and he didn't vow on everything, it's only things that are not life and death. And that's why when he himself got sick, you could uh, come and visit. When his son got sick, you can't come and visit. Beautiful. He said the visitors things are asur on the sick person. What's the difference between his son and him? If he's allowed to visit the father, he should be able to visit the son. So Amalak Shmuel would explain what He'll explain to you, Shmuel will tell you that our is not talking about where the visitors things are asur on the sick person. However, that the Baraita is talking about the opposite, where the sick person things are asur on the visitor. And that's why there's two different halachot. Sagar says, my Pascal, what makes you say that? What makes you say that uh, the Mishnah and the Baraita are talking about two different things? So Amar Rabbah explained that Shmuel matnitin kishite. Shmuel had an issue with the Mishnah, Right? Why the Mishnah says he's allowed to stand but not sit? You're visiting me, visiting, but there's no difference. Rather, you have to say, Rather, we're talking about a situation where the visitors, things are asur on the sick person. And all the reasons that we that we explained above is the reason why you can't sit. And Amarish Lakish, Rem is the Bikur Holim Torah Minayin. Where is there a hint in the Torah for Bikur Holim? Now, the Torah and the Gemara Baba Kama. Uh, explains that from the word uh, from the is coming to explain to us that there's a mitzvah for Bikur Cholim but here we want a remez that's meforash in the Torah something more explicit so it says by Moshe by Adat Korah I promise you're not going to die like normal people and the way normal people command their children afterwards they're not going to happen, and if and if they die normal, Hashem uh, didn't send me. So, what's going on over here? So, if these people die like normal people, normal people, they get sick, they're in their bed, people come to visit them. If the, if Korach and his people die that way, you could go tell them that Hashem didn't send me Moshe. And from that uh, drasha and that pasuk, uh, that's where we know the the remez, the hint to Bikur Cholim from the Torah. Darash Rabbah, Rabbah was Dorish on that uh, that that and Korah. It's uh, Moshe said, "In Beriah Yivra Hashem." If Hashem creates uh, something, a creation, in Beriah Gehinam. If Gehinam is already created, if it's already around, then Mutafti yeah, it's great, good. And if not, there's no gain. Yibara Hashem. Hashem created. So the Gemara says, Ini, is that, that true? 
Meaning, is Moshe really not sure if there's a Gehinam or not? But then we have a Blaytash, seven things were created before the world was created. Eluhen and the following Adam. Torah, Uchuva, Gan Aeden, Vegehinam, that's what it is. Kise, Akavod, Hashem's chair, Ubeta Mikdash, Ushmoshel Mashiach, and the name of the Mashiach. Torah, how do we know? Dichtiv. Hashem Kanani, Reshita, Hashem acquired me, the beginning of everything, the beginning of his path. Before the, the mountains were created and Hashem created nature, it says, Hashem will return people back to their original place. Meaning, that's Teshuvah. planted a garden in Aiden from Kedem. What's Kedem? From the beginning of the world. When someone falls for his Yetzirah, it's the shon of he's been seduced. So it's there already, it's been set up already from yesterday, meaning before the world was created. Hashem's chair is set already from way in the beginning of the world. So it's, it says at the end of the pasuk. And what does that mean, Merishon? From the, the, the beginning of the world. And it says, Before the sun, meaning before the sun was created, the name of the Mashiach was there. So yeah, well, yeah that Gainam was already created uh, before the world was created. So what's Moshe asking questions? If it, it's around, if it's not around, it will be created. This is what Moshe really meant to say. If Gainam has a mouth in this world, great. And if it doesn't have a mouth over here, Hashem Hashem let him create a mouth right now. But wait a second. Didn't we say in there's a famous Pasuk in after Hashem created the world, there's nothing new. There's no new creations. It is what it is, and that's it. Hashem has to work through nature. Rather, this is what Moshe meant to say. That there is a mouth at Gehinam, but if it's not anywhere near us over here in the desert, let it come over here and open up over here. And at that point, that's not something new. And the Rash Rabbah, and some say it was Amar Bitzhak, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, Shemesh Yareyach Amad Zebula? What Shemesh and the Yareyach, they stood in the Zebul. Now, Shemesh Yareyach Bizvul Ma'ibayan. What's the Shemesh and Yareyach doing in the Zebul? They're supposed to be in the Rakiyah. In Masechet Hagigah, we learned there are seven uh, skies. Vilon, Rakiyah, Hakim, Zebul, Ma'on, Machon, Aravod. The second one is Rakiyah. That's where the Shemesh and Yareyach is supposed to be. And then all of a sudden, they're in the Zebul. What are they doing in the Zebul? That's like the fifth sky. So, Melamed, Sha'alu, Shemesh, Ve'areyach, Merakiyah, the Zebul. We learn that the Shemesh and Yareyach went from the Rakiyah to the Zebul. They talk to Hashem. If you do din, if you do justice for Moshe Rabbeinu, the son of Amram, then Anumeirim, then we're going to light up tomorrow. And if not, then Anumeirim, then we're not going to light. At that point, Hashem shot at them arrows and spears. And he told them, Every day, the of the of the Kochavim are bowing down to you. And you, you show up the next day and you're lighting and there's no issue. You're not protesting for my kavod. 
בכבוד בשר ודם מחיתם, but for the כבוד of בשר ודם, which is משה, which is just flesh and blood, for him you're going to protest. And after that story, ובכל יום ויום יורין בהן חיצים החניתות, אומרין. Every day after that whole story, the sun and the moon won't come out until arrows and spears are shot at them. It says, to the light of your arrows they will go. Tanya, Bikur Cholim and Lashior. Bikur Cholim has no set amount. My and Lashior, what does that mean has no set amount? So Sabar of Yosef Lememar, of Yosef taught to say, En Shior Lematan Tzchara, there's no amount to how much reward you're going to get. Wait a second, what about other mitzvot? Is there an amount, is there a set amount for how much you're going to get? We learned that one should be very careful even with the light mitzvot, as if it's a very strict mitzvah, because nobody really understands the amount of the reward for any mitzvah. What does that mean, en lashior? Even if it's a gadol, he has to go visit a katan, meaning it's different than Hashavat Avedah. Hashavat Avedah, if I'm an elder person and I see a toy on the floor, I don't have to return it for this little kid. There's a zaken nefich vodot type of thing. But over here, even if it's a gadol, he has to go visit a young person. Even if you have to go a hundred times a day, you have to go. And a person who goes to visit a sick person, he takes away one sixtieth of his pain or from his uh, disease. So now, they told Then sixty people should go visit every sick person and get him up, and that's it. That's the end of the story. Each person takes a sixth of what's left, like we saw with the ma'asir, the one-tenth that the, the girls take from the father's assets that Rabbi said. And also, it only could be Ubeben Gilo, a person with the same uh, fortune, same age, same situation. Only he could take that one-sixtieth. The Tanya, what's the Isur de Rabbi? What's the one-tenth of Rabbi? Rabbi Omer, if a girl is taking food from the, her brother's assets, what her father left, she gets one-tenth of the assets for her dowry. According to you, a person has ten daughters, and he only has one son. The boy walks out with nothing, the girls take everything, each one took a tenth. And Amar then Rabbi explained, no, the first daughter takes one-tenth of everything, and the second one takes a tenth of what the first one left over. And the third one takes one-tenth of what the second daughter left over. And then they put that all together, and they split it evenly. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam, amen ve'amen.